Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. Each week, we'll be talking with real people with real stories about things they have not said or done or have said or done in their workplace that required bravery. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Ed Everts, and I'm the founder and president of Excellius Leadership Development. Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. I hope you have listened to our past podcast conversations, and if you'd like to hear past episodes, go to BeBraveAtWork.com, subscribe to our podcasts, and learn some valuable lessons about bravery at work. Be on the lookout as well for my new book, Drive Your Career, Nine High-Impact Ways to Take Responsibility for Your Success, which is being published in September 2020. Our podcast today is sponsored by Cabot Risk Strategies. Based in Woburn, Massachusetts, Cabot Risk Strategies has created innovative and customized insurance strategies for individuals and families, businesses, nonprofits, commercial real estate, and public entities. Cabot's client base continues to expand both within the region and within the markets they serve. And if you're looking for customized insurance services and solutions, contact Cabot at 800-222-5963 or visit them at www.cabotrisk.com. We're going to be continuing our conversation with Dr. Richard Schuster, who we began chatting with last week. Dr. Richard is a licensed clinical psychologist, keynote speaker, CEO of Your Success Insights, and the host of the daily Helping with Dr. Richard Schuster, Food for the Brain, Knowledge from the Experts, and Tools to Win at Life. On this podcast, Dr. Richard interviews world-renowned thought leaders and influencers who educate and inspire listeners through their stories, expertise, and passion for helping make a difference in the lives of others. Dr. Richard's mission is to help people become the best versions of themselves and, as a result, make the world a better place. He is also the president of Every Kid Rocks, Incorporated, an organization dedicated to helping children everywhere reach their true potential. Let's continue our conversation with Dr. Richard. Wow. Yeah. And look, I'd love to share with you an example from my past that I think reflects this idea of bravery and gratitude. I was working for an organization in Boston. I was there for about 10 years. And in 2008, I was let go. My position was eliminated and I uh, exited the organization. That day and that conversation with that business leader was the worst day of my professional career. And I remember driving home and calling my wife to let her know that I had been let go. And, you know, it was a tough, tough, tough day. Twelve years later, I am now an entrepreneur and independent business owner. And I look back on that day, and it was the best day of my professional career. Because if that person hadn't had the courage and bravery to kind of kick me out, I'd probably still be there and still be working for that organization. So the bravery wasn't on my part. The bravery was on that person's part to let go, uh, you know, a leading executive within the organization for reasons that, you know, she thought were important. And I have shared that with her, that what was the worst day of my professional career, I now look back with gratitude as it being really the best day of my professional career. So I think gratitude you know, is really a great way, Dr. Richard, to, to think about bravery. Absolutely. And, you know, something that you had said, and, and it was illustrated as well in my story, is we don't have the luxury of seeing how the script is going to unfold in the moment. So something that you know, requires courage, and that's a big leap of faith, you, you won't have the benefit of knowing for, you know, three months, five years, 20 years, what it actually looks like. But if we don't take that step, 
if we don't have the courage, if we don't exhibit the bravery, we'll never know. And that, in many respects, can be worse, actually, than even being in the bad situation. You know, nobody, nobody goes to their deathbed saying, I wish I didn't take more chances. I wish I played it, you know, safer. <laughs> Everybody says, I wish I had taken that risk. I wish I had spent more time with my loved ones. So if there's something you're contemplating as it relates to your career, if you don't do it, you'll probably regret it in the long run. We'd love to hear from you, Dr. Richard, a story where you had shown bravery as one of the many aspects of your behavior. But do you have a story that you can share with our listeners? The one that I just told you is probably the most recent, but I want to just kind of bring it back to the podcast a little bit because the podcast, I remember the first day that I decided to do this and I you know, just had an email address. Like I didn't even have a business email domain for this. And I would be sitting at my computer really nervous. Like I, I'm going to start emailing famous people. And what's going to happen if they reject me? Like I would just be sitting at the keyboard and it would take me like 25 minutes to compose an email to a best-selling author that should have taken me 10 seconds. And I finally just decided, you know, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? They're either going to say no and we don't know each other or they're just not going to respond. And once I reframed that, then I started cranking out these early emails. But uh, the success of the podcast for me was something that had unintended consequences. Because I took a shot and did that, then I started reaching out to bigger and bigger people. It ultimately landed on a really large top 50 podcast in the business space earlier than I should have been on that show. And in 2017, so here's the point, I got an email from a kid and it was the day after Thanksgiving in 2017. And so this kid, and I'm going to you know, change a few details just for anonymity purposes here, but sure. this was a kid who was over his head in debt, was working in a kind of a menial job, and he was going to kill himself. He had gotten a gun, and he had loaded the gun, and he was getting ready to just put a tweet out on his Twitter feed, basically a suicide tweet. And before his fingers hit that keyboard, I happened to pop up. That show I went on promoted my episode and, you know, it was talking about overcoming fear, adversity or something. And he clicked it and he listened to the story I just shared with your audience about my car accident and, and what it led to. And he put his gun down and then he went to my podcast website and he listened to my show all night long. And in this email, he writes me the following day, you know, it was Thanksgiving, he was by himself. And he said, dear Dr. Richard, last night I was going to kill myself and I got a gun and I was going to blow my brains out. And because of you... I want to live. And not only do I want to live, I want to start a podcast that helps other people. And I helped him launch that. And now he's very successful and has a coaching business. And I'm saying this because when I had that moment, do I do this podcast? What are people going to think of me? What if I suck? Had I not done that, this kid would be dead. And so I never started my podcast when I had my list of goals. And we all have lists of goals when we start a business. Preventing suicide was not on my list, but... <laughs> The point being, you know, we never know the ripple effects of an action of bravery will have. And in that instance, uh, it, it saved a life. And I am grateful every day for that and to have played a role in it. And if, if I never make another dime through my businesses or, you know, have any kind of success, it will all have been worth it because I know that that person's alive because I happened to buy a microphone and headset on Amazon one day and decide to go for it and see what would happen. What an amazing story, Dr. Richard. Why did you start your podcast? I mean, what were some of the original thoughts associated with putting yourself out there in an arena that you had little experience in? 
no experience. I, or no experience. I, I, I didn't, I to be yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I, I had zero experience. I had no idea what in the world I was doing. So I was practicing as a clinical psychologist at the time. And the work I did was forensic neuropsychology. And so those are very intensive evaluations. I worked a lot with sexually abused kids. Part of my job was to work with those kids and determine to which degree the sexual trauma impacted them and really build a roadmap for a therapist to help put that kid back together. So I didn't take that responsibility lightly at all. However, uh, I felt like my impact wasn't so broad and I needed it to be bigger. I just felt this calling to help more people that, okay, I, I'm seeing two people a week because you know these assessments would sometimes take eight to 12 hours per kid. And that was just in the office and you had to write these 40 page documents. So I wanted to go beyond. And then the other piece that was driving this ad was, you know, as I mentioned, my doctoral dissertation was on the impact that social media has on personality functioning. And I knew, because I was familiar with the research, that from a neurobiological standpoint, we are hardwired to feel just as good when we help people and focus on others altruistically than when we receive help ourselves. But in 2017, when I was starting this, we were very much already entrenched in the selfie generation. And I'm not, listen, I'm not anti-Facebook, anti-Instagram, like there are benefits to, to those things, but there's bad about them as well. And so I wanted to build a call to action into some kind of a platform where I could really focus people on tasks that would be helpful. And so our, our show's call to action, our show's movement is called the hashtag My Daily Helping Movement, where listeners are encouraged to commit an act of kindness for a stranger, if possible, and post it in their social media feeds using the hashtag My Daily Helping. So I believed that if I could create this podcast that really helped people either through the stories of my guests or actionable strategies, not only be happier themselves, but if they engaged in a habituated act of kindness, which had positive neurobiological effects, I know that I would be helping people on a much, much broader scale, which is what we're doing. So, you know, it was really a combination of just wanting to put more out there that was good and then sneak a little neuroscience in and put that chocolate and peanut butter together and see if I can make an impact. Well, this behavior of helping people you don't know, you know, we'll call them strangers just for purposes of illustration. You know, I think in some ways, Dr. Richard, that takes bravery, right? To do something that's unanticipated, to say something that's unanticipated, to do a small act that might benefit somebody else. You know, I'm just wondering what your thoughts are. Uh, you know, for me, that feels as though for some people that they will feel brave for, for doing it. It's a very strange feeling, and I know this is going to air in August, so uh, the world hopefully looks a little bit different than it does here in April. Let's hope so. What I used to do, you know, when I was able to go to the grocery store, I would randomly buy groceries for other people. I'd be in the checkout line, and then the guy in front of me would be loading up their groceries, and right before they'd pay, I'd tell the cashier I got it. And it's almost unnerving the first time you do it because you don't know what the reaction is going to be. Or I would you know, get people's gas at the pumps or something. And usually the reaction would be something like, what are you talking about? Like first they're, they're suspicious of you because it's, <laughs> because right. it's, it's crazy. Who does that? And then they start kind of trying to process it and they're looking around and they're looking for the hidden cameras to see if they're <laughs> on impractical jokers or what's, what's like, what's the punchline or something. But then you know, and, and I would never say, hey, I'm Dr. Richard of the Daily Helping like, or film any of this. I would just say, I'd just like to buy your groceries today. You know, no strings, just 
I just like to commit acts of kindness every day, and you're my act of kindness. I'd like to do this for you. And once that light bulb goes off over their head and it clicks that there's no angle, that this is on the level, and that this guy just really wants to swipe his credit card and pay for my groceries, it's amazing to see the emotional shift in the other person. And just like it blows their mind. And all I tell people is just, hey, man, pay it forward. You know, just do something cool for somebody else. And they walk off with their groceries with, you know, beaming with this massive smile on their face. And the cashiers always get a kick out of it, you know. But it is unnerving to do it. And it's weird because we just don't typically do it. But I'm here to tell you that the science is very clear that if you do things like this every single day, and this can also be done in the workplace, and it doesn't even have to be a monetary thing. And I, and I know a lot of people are struggling right now. So I'm not advocating that if you're having trouble paying your bills to go buy groceries for other people, but there's always ways that we can do things that inspire and make other people happy. And so that's really what our mission for our show is, is trying to get people to do is just to get into the habit of doing good. There's neurological benefits, there are physiological benefits, there are immune system benefits, which everybody is really keying in on right now because of what's going on in the world. There's nothing bad that can come from helping other people, period. Well, and for our listeners, I'd love to just replay uh, how you said what you needed to say to the person, for example, that you bought groceries for, because oftentimes it's not the act of bravery that might prevent me from doing it, but more, how do I say what I need to say or how do I explain what I need to explain? So that's very simple. I like to commit an act of kindness every day. You're my act of kindness for today, and I'd like to do this for you is a very simple way to get that person to see that what you're doing isn't crazy or wacky, but an act of kindness. So I think that is fantastic. Yeah, I've never had anybody tell me no. I've had, as I said, people question my sanity. Is this for real? I've never had anybody tell me no. And I've never had a bad experience doing it. Every time I've done it, you know, whether it's, you know, on an airplane, if I see a little old lady who's got to carry on you know, and go just grab her suitcase and put it in the overhead for her or picking up, you know, Starbucks for people, whatever it is, mm -hmm. like it, it's always been extremely positive. And I love the model of pay it forward, right? Because if we all believed that if I do an act of kindness for one or two or three people and those three people do three acts for three other people, right? It'll continue to grow and grow and grow. And what a great world to live in where people are doing things like that on a daily basis. You bring up something really interesting, Ed, because there's pretty fascinating science on what is really altruism. And so if you're doing an act of kindness for exactly what you described, man, if I do something good for somebody else, then three people will do it and it'll spread and everybody will be doing really good things. That's altruism. But I do want to caution people that if you're doing acts of kindness, hoping in some kind of sadistic way that you're then guaranteed some kind of positive karmic payment that, you know, if you spend $20 on an act of kindness, you'll get $100 back. And that's an expectation that's not really technically altruism. And, and you're not really going to get the same degree of benefits from a, a neurobiological standpoint that you would if you were just truly doing good things for other people. Yeah, you want to be more altruistic and less capitalistic. I think, yes, and, and I'm not anti-capitalism, and I, I own multiple businesses. So the best way to help people 
that you care about, the best way to address causes that truly matter to you are to make a lot of money so that you can then give it away and help Mm -hmm. those people in those causes. Well, Dr. Richard, this was a fantastic conversation that we've had with you today. Thank you so much for your time and for your insights and observations on bravery. Are there some ways that folks can get in touch with you if they'd like to talk a little bit more about your experiences and or your organizations? Sure. All kinds of ways. The the mothership, so to speak, is drrichardschuster.com. And I'll, I'll spell it, although I bought every imaginable domain combination that, that you could misspell <laughs> my name. So it's drrichardshuster.com. That's where you can find out you know everything that I'm up to in, in the podcast. If you want to check out the podcast, that's at thedailyhelping.com. And if you're curious about your success insights and learning how to access some tools that can help you find work-life balance, improve employee efficiency, and bring out peak performance in yourself and others, that's at yoursuccessinsights.com. Fantastic. Well, thank you again, Dr. Richard. It was really great speaking with you. Absolutely a pleasure to be here, Ed. Thanks so much for having me. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us this week, and we hope you join us next week as we further explore being brave at work. We also welcome you to subscribe to our podcast at bebraveatwork.com and or download and listen to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Google, Overcast, Stitcher, Apple. We are everywhere. Be on the lookout as well for my new book, Drive Your Career, Nine High Impact Ways to Take Responsibility for Your Success, which is being published in September of 2020. Do you have something to say yet are not saying it? Do you have something to do yet are not doing it? Now is the time to be brave at work. Have a great week.